Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. We've reached hump day. It's May 24th, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Asparagus Day. I know you are all in on this. I love asparagus, man. I really do. It's one of my favorite things to eat during a cookout. Like, if we have uh, if we have steak or hamburgers or anything like that, I'll, I'll come inside and throw a, uh, a big bushel or whatever you call a bunch of asparagus together. I'll throw them in the pan. Um, just put a little olive oil on top of them and then salt them heavily. And you just you just grill them up. Just grill them up for a little while. It makes them uh, you know, nice and, uh, I was going to say moist, but not really moist. You know, nice and edible. I love asparagus, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of asparagus. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I don't know. I think it's just... It's not the texture, it's the taste for me. So Yeah. You definitely have to fancy asparagus up. It's not a it's not a vegetable that you can eat on its own accord. Like you have to put some stuff on. Like I said, you have to put like when we eat it, we put a good amount of um olive oil and, and salt on it. So like you have to fancy it up a bit. Like some vegetables you can eat just just with their own taste. You know what I mean? And and right. asparag- asparagus is not like that in my opinion. You gotta fancy it up a bit. It's also National Escargot Day. Uh, I don't have an opinion on this because I've never had escargot, Billy. I would try it um, just to say I've I've tried escargot, but I I've never I've never had escargot ever in my entire life. Just the same as uh, like caviar. I've never had caviar, but I'd, I'd try it once. I don't think I've had it either, honestly. I think it's um, a rich thing. Yeah, and, and we haven't reached that point yet. No, so. absolutely not. So it's, it's those those hoity-toity people. <laughs> uh, Bryce, good news. Poor 71, 71 days until the NFL. I like it. 72 until high school football and 94 until college football. Let's we are go, baby. getting closer by the day, buddy. It's crazy, man. We're, we're getting close to only two months away from the NFL and high school football kicking off. Like, I mean, that just that blows my mind, man. It, it literally feels like I was just watching the Super Bowl and I was just watching Bowden win the state championship and, and Carrollton play in the state championship. Like, I mean, that, that seems like it was last week. You know what I mean? Like, this, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know about you going off on a bit of a tangent here early in the morning, Billy. I don't know about you, but I feel like ever since we've started doing this podcast, the days and weeks and months have started to fly by even quicker. Fly by. Holy crap. Like, yes. We're, we're almost at the end of May, man. Yep. <laughs> Where did this year go? We are coming up on our second, our finishing our second spring um, season in sports. And like, we've done a full, we've done a full school year and a half doing yeah. this podcast. It's unreal. Yep. Absolutely. We started, man, it just stuff flies by. Uh, speaking of Carrollton and Bowden, big shout out. 
to all the graduates. Bowden graduated last night. Uh, Carrollton graduated Friday, actually. Oh, so, really? Wow, that's yeah. early. Yeah, so big shout out to all the graduates. Uh, congratulations. Um, I'm going to put this out on, on my social media, but to all the seniors this year that Bryce and I got to call and watch, we appreciate you so much. And we hope that you move on and, and do what you want to do in life because you have left a legacy that was awesome at your school. So thank you. And uh, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your lives in a little bitty, itty bitty way. Absolutely, man. There, there's so many moments from these senior athletes this year that, that are ingrained in my mind that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Like it's... um. It, it's it's bittersweet, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss a lot of I'm gonna miss watching a lot of these kids play. But then again, you you know, with every you know with every ending comes a new beginning, and we get to see a lot of these kids from middle school step up and you know try to make some waves on the athletic field on the uh, the high school field. So um, yeah, the the seniors lasted or, uh, you know, imprinted a lasting impression on us. But uh, it's a chance for these freshmen to step up and make more memories. All right, bad news. Uh, Braves fall to the Dodgers again, eight to one. Uh, they looked like absolute doo doo. Uh, Austin Riley had the lone Braves RBI in the first inning, um, and you know it was just typical Braves right there. First inning, they you know tie it up. It was one to one, I think. Yeah. And then um, from then on, the Braves' offense just went silent, and it sucks, but it is what it is. Spencer Strider went six innings, gave up two earned, and 11 Ks. So, Let's go yeah, but he gave up four runs. Um, <laughs> I know he gave up four runs. I saw four come across the board, and before I turned it off because I was just getting irritated. Yeah, gave up four, but only two of them were earned. Uh, the pen goes three innings pitch and gives up four earned runs, which again, the pen is uh, the pen's been awful lately. It's been know. terrible. Yeah, it's been terrible. And the offense is just feasting or famine right now, and it's it's annoying as hell. It really I, is. I think I think that you hit the nail on the head right there, man. You hit the nail on the head right there. It, it's the it's the lack of consistent hitting from the Braves. When the Braves are hot, when the Braves can hit, we can absolutely tear up opposing pitching. But when we are not hot, we we can't buy a base runner, man. It is, it is one of the most frustrating things. I think we've lost like something like eight out of the last 12 or, or, or some stat like that. Like it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's getting to the part where we're getting a little concerning. It's nice because we, I mean, we're still 10 games over 500 and we're five games up on the Mets in the East. But like, I, we, you know, I, I don't know if we just need a starting pitching spot, honestly. I, I, th I think we would probably go for another bullpen arm um, and I wouldn't be opposed to possibly trading for another high average bat in the middle of the lineup high average low power bat in the middle of the lineup i know that's not i know that's not sexy and it doesn't go with today's uh mlb model but um, i mean when when we are not hitting eight home runs out of the ballpark every single game we're not winning the game yeah and it's frustrating um it's it's frustrating as hell um and and what else is frustrating is the defense right and it's just that's been terrible lately. Absolutely terrible. It's not something you expect out of the Braves either. Like that's not 
That's, I, I mean, maybe maybe I'm not remembering correctly, but I, I never remember the Braves' defense being this bad consistently. Well, no, and it's, it's something that's kind of weird is this is not the, the Alex Anthopoulos built Braves because he always built it around defense. The Braves' defense is always the biggest key. It's not offense. It's always been defense. And the offense just was a bonus. And, and this year, I don't know, the defense just is, it's tough. Like, it's really tough. So, I don't know. Bad. I mean, I think we're leading, I think we're leading the majors right now in errors. Like, it's, it, it's bad. It's not good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's not, that's not, especially from a team that, that can't hit consistently, that you don't want your defense to be bad when you can't hit consistently. Like, that's not, it's not a good recipe for, for success. It's not a recipe for a World, World Series team. You got to have good defense, and, and right now, we are not playing defense. Now, I, I believe we lead the majors in team errors, but half of those are uh, Von Grissom's errors. So take it with a grain of salt, but still, it's, it's not it's not great. All right, Braves will try to avoid the sweep tonight. Uh, Seven twenty first pitch. I don't know who we're going to throw out there. I just uh, don't. Going to be St- uh, Steve Schuster. Oh, okay. No, it's Bryce Elder. <laughs> um, so, good news, though. I saw a tweet last night. Um, Soroka had a really good night last night. So, good. that's good. Good. I'd that, like, be... like to see him up soon. Yep, that would be helpful. Very, very helpful to bring him I, up. I know they were talking on the radio the other day about it's not, it's not so much that they are waiting on Mike Soroka to be good physically. They don't want to bring him up too quickly and have his mental state destroyed. Um, which I mean, yeah. I you know, I, I I can understand that. Sure, whatever. I mean, you're 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 a major league ball player, dude. Get over it. But I understand where the Braves are coming from at that point. You know, Soroka's still he's still a young guy. He's still he's still youngish. Um, so yeah, hopefully hopefully we see him up in the up in the majors in the next couple of weeks, man. That'd be a uh, that'd be an awesome awesome redemption story for Michael Soroka if he could come up and. I don't know. I'm not saying he has to dominate, but at least be at least be consistent. Give us some give us some good starting pitching. Yeah, I'd uh, love to see Maple Maddox soon. Billy, we are going to continue with our NHL all time list today. So yesterday we chose our two defensemen, and that was uh, Nicholas Lindstrom and Chris Chelios for you, and Nicholas Lindstrom and Bobby Orr for me today. Billy, we both have the same left wing, left wing, and right wing. And I think yep. these were the only two options that we could have chosen from. Billy, hit me with your chosen wings for the NHL all-time list. Uh, well, okay. I, I don't think this was the only two options, but it was the two best options. Um, let's go with, uh, for the left wing, let's go with Alexander Ovechkin. Um, he was absolute, or he is absolutely phenomenal. He's one of those wingers that are big and bulky that can can throw his weight around and has one of the best slap shots I've ever seen in the NHL, ever. It's it's the most deadly thing I've ever seen. If you ever watch Alex Ovechkin on a power play, it's the prettiest thing you'll ever watch. It really is. Um, but that's that's who we have at left wing. At right wing, we've got Gordie Howe. And Gordie Howe was one of my dad's favorite players growing up. Um, he 
1,767 games played. This is the most in the NHL. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. Holy smokes. <laughs> 801 goals. 801 goals, Bryce. That's just second overall. That's crazy. Goal Gordy Howe. 1,850 points, which is third overall. He's a four-time Stanley Cup champion, a 23-time All-Star. He's the six-time Art Ross Trophy winner, a six-time Hart Trophy winner, and was top five in scoring for 20 consecutive seasons. You, you said he's your dad's favorite player. He played back in, like, the 30s, right? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah, 1930s, 1940s. Heyday for Gordie Howe. That's when your dad was watching him, I think. No, my dad was not alive then. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, I have the exact same two, Billy. I have Alexander Ovechkin on the left wing, Gordie Howe on the right wing. Uh, Ovechkin's kind of a no-brainer for me. Uh, you know, 788 goals, third overall, most by a left winger. Uh, you know, he has 290 power play goals, which is the most in league yep. history Nine-time Rocket Richard Trophy winner, the most in NHL history. Three-time Hart Memorial Trophy. Yeah, Don't. Rocket Rocket Richard, whatever his name is. Rocket Richard. It's Rocket oh. Richard. Where is he from? Is he from Canada? Is oh, he from America? God. Is he from America? And we pronounce no. it, we pronounce it Richard down here. All right. Where's he from? Where's Where's Rocket Richard from? He's not from the United States. Yeah, he's not from the United States. Guess what? When Canada it's Rocket wins- Richard. When Canada wins the Stanley Cup, we'll start pronouncing your names correctly. But for right now, Lorda, it remains in the 50 states. And we'll pronounce your name however we want it here in America, all right? Rocket Richard, damn it. Uh, he, he's, a three, he's a three-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner, 12-time All-Star, and Stanley Cup champion. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Alexander Ovechkin, man. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. The guy looks like he's been homeless for the past eight years and has gotten into a car wreck. Uh, at least once a week for the past eight years. But he, he goes out there and keeps performing, man. He looks like he's about 102 years old. He's and, uh, Yeah, yeah, dude. He looks he looks so old. He I, I think he's I think he's kind of lived a rough life, uh, but a fun life. Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, do you think he's gonna be a legacy player for the the Senators? Do you think he's gonna retire with them? The Capitals? I mean the Capitals. Yeah, the Capitals, sorry. Yeah, he'll he'll retire with the Caps. There's no doubt. That's good. Uh, and and Gordy, I mean, his numbers speak for himself. Like you said, over seven, over seventeen hundred games played. Billy, that's that's crazy. Seven, insane. I mean, you think about Alexander Ovechkin. He's played for forever, and and you know this better than I do. Has, has he ever had like a like a season-ending injury in any of those in any of those seasons you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, no. And and he's played. He hasn't even played thirteen hundred games. I mean, he's he's over four hundred games below Gordy High. And Alexander Ovechkin's been playing for a million years. That's crazy. Almost 1,800 games for Gordie Howe. 108 goals, second overall. I mean, 23-time All-Star. That's crazy. Six-time Art Ross trophy winner. I mean, it's just nuts. It's just absolutely nuts. And, and he was in the top five in scoring for 20 consecutive years. So, yeah, left wing, Alexander Ovechkin. Right wing, Gordie Howe. That is a consensus pick, Billy, tomorrow on the NHL all-time. I believe we'll also have another consensus pick. We have our center. Yeah. Yeah, it's that consensus. It's, yeah, it's consensus. That's a no-writer. Yep. We'll go over I'd that one tomorrow. I think maybe a little bit off. 
I think yeah, the goalie I think, I think goalie's gonna be interesting. I think goalie's gonna be interesting. Um we'll see. I don't think we're gonna have the same goalie. So it, it'll be interesting. All right, Bryce. Uh so you know I know you love lists. Love lists, dude. Big list fan. So ESPN Plus put out their best seventy five quarterbacks since two thousand in okay. college football. Um not a fan of this of this list. Okay. Personally. All right. Um, the first thing in the, in the funny thing is, is when you read the article at the first, uh, they go 75 to one. And the first, uh, person on there is number 75, which is Matt Ryan, which is funny to me. Wow. But, <laughs> uh, let me read off the Georgia quarterbacks real quick. Um, David green is at number 69. Uh-huh. 69. Uh-huh. 69. 43 is Aaron Murray, and 37 is Stetson Bennett. Do you think Stetson is too low on that list? No, I, I don't think. If you ju- if you're just taking quarterbacks at their at their, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard to judge quarterbacks because we don't always judge them just on stats. We sort of judge them on winning ability, uh, ability to captain a team. If we're taking all that in consideration, then yes, I think Stetson Bennett's probably too low on that list. But if we're just going just purely off of stats and measurables, then no, I, I think I think he could be a little bit higher. I think top twenty, maybe for Stetson. But but if we're just going purely off of stats and athletic ability, I, I think I think he might be a little low, but not terribly underrated. But if we're if we're going on ability to lead a team and and a lot of these intangibles that we see from from Stetson Bennett then yeah, I think he's a top 10 quarterback all time in, in college football just for his story, what he did with Georgia, the way he was over to, over to able to overcome a lot of things, the way he capped in those two teams. Um, but no, I, I think I think 37 might be a bit low for just going stats-wise, but not, not terribly uh, off the mark. To be fair, number 36 on the list is Ken Dorsey. So... That is horribly underrated. Dude, Ken Dorsey... <laughs> I, I don't know if these people ever watched Ken Dorsey play, but between 99 and 02, Ken Dorsey was an insanely dominant college football quarterback. And he, and the fact he quarterbacked, in my opinion, what is the greatest college football team of all time in the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. And I'll die by that. Yeah. All right. Let me give you the top 10. And the top 10 is comical to me. Um, I think the top 10 are kind of, for the most part, they're okay. Uh, I just don't. The number one pick on this is is just stupid because it's not who it should be. If Before we get into that, Billy, I just saw a name here that popped up that I'm I'm, I'm going through this list. Uh, do you know who is inside the top fifty? Just barely. Who's that? Kyle Trask. Oh, good. Yeah, they rate him as the number forty eighth greatest quarterback of all time in college football history. Or wait, since wait, the two thousands. Since the two thousands. So- Kyle Trask is a better quarterback, in their opinion, than David freaking Green. Are you Indeed. kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding he's better me? Than, he's he's better than David Green, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Max Dugan, uh, JT Barrett, Andy Dalton, Zach Wilson, Geno oh Smith, God. Dak Prescott. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> Kyle Trask, dude. This, this list is invalid. This list? I just saw that was like that's like a one outlier right there. Like I'm looking like Denard Robinson, Jordan Lynch, Eli Manning, Brady Quinn. Yeah, all had you know Eric Eric Crouch, Byron Left. Which yeah, all these guys had good careers. Kyle Trask, what the hell are you doing here in the top fifty? What what is this? 
Good lord. All right. Uh, number at number ten is RG three at Baylor. Yeah, man, I loved RG three when he was at Baylor. Dude was electric. Uh, I I enjoy. I don't know if I enjoy him more on the field or in the booth. Uh, he has turned uh, kind of what it was a mediocre NFL career into a phenomenal broadcasting career. But yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of RG three. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off the next one, and I'm going to tell you if they should be ranked higher or lower than RG3. All right. Marcus Mariota. Uh, r- right there, higher. Higher than RG3, I think. Mariota well, Mariota was an insanely great college football quarterback. Higher or lower than Marcus Mariota. Number eight, Lamar Jackson. Ah, man, that's tough. I'm going to say higher because I'm a I'm I'm a big uh Lamar Jackson homer. So, uh, I'm going to take I'm going to say higher. Okay. Higher or lower than Lamar, Kyler Murray at number 7. I'm going to say lower, man. I think I think Kyler Murray, I don't know if he's in the top 10 for me. Um I I take Robert Griffin the 3rd, Marcus Mariota and Lamar Jackson all over Kyler Murray at 7. Number 6, Deshaun Watson, higher or lower than Kyler? Uh, higher, definitely higher than Kyler. Uh, Deshaun Watson was insane good at Clemson. Number five. This one is way too low for me. Joe Burrow. No, I think he, I think he's good at five there. Um, I, I like him at five. I think the one season he had was insane, but it was just one season. Uh, you know, he got he transferred to LSU. The one the season he played before that insane season was it was a good season. But I'm fine with I'm fine with Joe Burrow at number five. Number four, and this is why the list is invalid, Tim Tebow. No, no, he's number one. He, Tim Tebow is the greatest college football quarterback of all time. It's it's not debatable. It's it's not even it's not even a question. He, he is the greatest be. college football. No, it shouldn't. He, he's the greatest college football quarterback of all time. The fact that, that he's four and there's three uh, quarterbacks in front of him is horrible. Horrible. Number three, Vince Young. Lower. Lower than Tim Tebow. I like Vince Young. Vince Young was an absolute dog, and yeah, he, he did uh, he did all he could do in that national championship game versus USC to make sure that the Texas Longhorns were national champions. Um, but uh, but no, I, I I put Vince Young lower lower than Tim Tebow and maybe lower than Joe Burr. I don't know. Uh, number two, Cam Newton. No, lo- lower. I mean, for the same reason that we said Joe Burr wasn't shouldn't be, you know ranked terribly high. Cam Newton only had one good season. I mean, that was it. He had one good season at Auburn. Uh, he won a national championship at Florida, won a national championship at Jacksonville State. Couldn't stay at a place for very long. Cam Newton is no way the number two greatest uh, college football quarterback since 2000. Absolutely not. Way lower. Did you say won a national championship at Florida and then Jacksonville State? Yeah. Not Auburn? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying before he got to Auburn. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. I meant, I I meant, yeah, I meant before he got to Auburn, he already had two national championships. Or, okay. I I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the number one on this list is Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah, if we're going purely off of stats, I, I can understand that. He had like, I don't know, he had something like 15,000 15, passing yards or something, I guess. I don't I don't know, man. I, would, I wouldn't even include, honestly, Baker and Cam Newton wouldn't be in my top five or my top ten. Neither would Kyler Murray. Um, it's Tim Tebow, man. I just, I just don't understand this list. I don't understand how you can put Baker Mayfield over over Tim Tebow. I don't understand how you can put anybody over Tim Tebow. I mean, Baker Mayfield was a really good college quarterback, but uh, to say he's the greatest college quarterback in the past twenty three years, I think is, uh, I think is very overstating him. And I'm still pissed off that 
the fact that Ken Dorsey is not higher than he is on this list, and and neither is Trevor Lawrence. Like, why is Trevor Lawrence not in the top ten? He's eleven. That's dude. What yeah. Trevor Lawrence did at Clemson? <laughs> that guy was a baller, dude. Balled yep. out. Um. So yeah, I I think there's I think there's a couple names on here that shouldn't be on here, and there's a few names that should be higher. Maybe we'll come up with a list of our own uh, this summer when like we that. have uh, nothing to uh, talk about. I like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea. So let's get the Marine South scoreboard from last night in the association. The Celtics beat the Heat one sixteen to ninety nine to keep the Boston Celtics hopes alive for the season continuing miami does lead that three to one billy do you know if the series would have ended last night we would have had to wait until next thursday for the nba finals to start jesus over a week eight days <laughs> jason tatum went off last night and made sure that boston was actually going to win win and uh it was it was good to see for boston fans um you know it, I, it was good to see just for the fact that I, I don't want to see a sweep again in the NBA. I don't care. You know what I mean? No, no, I don't know what you mean. I don't care about that. I don't. I want. I want to see Boston as sad as they possibly can be. Absolutely not. I don't. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Our buddy Andrew Caraway would would tell you differently, but you know, hell with really- Boston. I hate Boston. It's uh, it's it's one of my least favorite sports cities in America. Boston, Boston and Philadelphia, one and two, right there. I don't know who's one, who's two, but Boston, Philadelphia right there but you're right tatum did go off man 30 points 11 rebounds seven assists they made he made sure they didn't get swept but it doesn't matter they're gonna lose in game five uh in the nhl the golden knights they beat the stars four to nothing las vegas leads three to nothing in that one stars are trying to stave off uh the sweep from the golden knights man we got to get some we got to get some of these other teams winning uh in the nba and the nhl to keep these series alive like this is uh these, these sweeps are these sweeps and gentlemen sweeps are are rough on viewership, I'd assume, for the NBA and the well, NHL. Honestly, the the Golden Knights game was the first game, or last night's game was the first game that's been over early. Um, it was four to nothing um, in the first period, and they they had to pull the goalie. But since since that first period, everything was was the same. It's just um, it's, it's tough to sell this to viewers when it's a when it's a three zero series. You know what I mean? Like if it was a three two series or a three three series, there'd be a lot of juice behind it. But it's I mean even the even like the Celtics Heat series three one, uh, like the Celtics aren't going to come back and win the series. So uh, in, unless it gets unless it gets three two or three three or something, there's just there's not a lot of juice behind this series. I I, I, just, I don't know. I want to see a game seven, man. I want to see a game seven or a or a big game six or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, on the Smiths floor covering games and events calendar for tonight in the NHL, Hurricanes are at the Panthers at 8 p.m. Florida looks to complete the sweep there. Uh, the Panthers are up 3-0 in that series on the Canes. Not surprised. That's going to be – that may be a sweep. I don't, I don't want it to be. Um, I want I want the Canes to come back, but that may be a sweep. Florida's just really good. Yeah. Really good. Well, that's what you expect when you hear Florida. I expect, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is good hockey, you know, down in Florida. Down in Florida. Well, to be fair, Tampa Bay has won, you know, two of the last three NHL Stanley Cups. So how pissed off are you? How pissed off do you think the NHL is the fact that we don't we don't have any cold weather teams left in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Think they're mad uh, at all? I don't know. I don't think they're mad at all. I mm. think I think the NHL is happy. I bet Toronto's pissed off about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
Oh, oh, he's the hello. Right? Do you need another cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I do, but I know you certainly do. <laughs> Apparently, I do. Holy crap! <laughs> uh, another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. I forgot what we were doing. I thought I forgot <laughs> we were doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just sitting here talking for a second. Just BS in here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Professionalism, folks. That's what me and Bryce give you every day. No, that, that uh, happens all the time on Track Talk, man. Me and Matt and I will just go off on a tangent and completely forget we're recording a racing podcast. Uh, okay, so Michael Block is awed by the fanfare and the message from Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He got a little personalized message from MJ the other day, and I saw online. I don't, I don't know what the number was. Um, I, I think he hit a seven iron or a nine iron or something like that for that hole in one. Uh, and and he's there, there's a seller that called him and offered him like I don't know like a million dollars or something insane for that club. Uh, so yeah, Michael Block really parlaying that success at the PGA Championship over into a. Uh, Little nice pub boost here, and he's going to be teeing off tomorrow. I don't have the tee times yet, but he'll be he'll be teeing off tomorrow in the uh, Charles Schwab Invitational. He he made a comment. I saw this on on TikTok. He made a comment that when he was paired up with Rory, he said they were on the same tee at one point, and he said he grabbed a four iron, and Rory grabbed like a nine from the same distance. <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> I knew we were in a different atmosphere <laughs> at that point. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. You'll watch, and they'll be like 200 out from the green. They're like, yeah, give me a pitching wedge. And I'm like, I'm hitting my five iron and praying that I can bounce it up there. <laughs> Speaking of somebody who should probably be in the in the uh, PGA Tour very, very soon, Luke Abel from Carrollton finishes second in the state in golf this That's year. That's awesome, dude. Last year was a state champion. This year, runner-up. He's had a hell of a career at Carrollton, and you've, you've got to tip your cap to him, man. Like that's awesome. That's is he is he now there? There's a Carrollton baseball scramble coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, is he available to possibly be a scramble partner? <laughs> I'm gonna, sure if you talk to him, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and hit him know. up on Insta. Put the feelers out there, but hey, dude, you want to come uh, be a celebrity celebrity golf scramble partner for TM5's team we're putting together for the baseball team out in um, Trojan Land? Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I, I keep holding out hope that maybe uh, our good friend Matt Skinner will join our team, but uh, we'll see. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, crossing business and pleasure right there because he's you know works for Carrollton. Don't want to don't want to go out there and show his uh, show his coworkers up too much. Probably. <laughs> he told me he can't because he's moving. Uh, no, he's he's moving and he's got something else going on that day. He's um he's working. I've been talking to him about it. He's he's got something else going on. He's uh his he he might be El Capitano on, on that day uh, doing some doing some stuff. So yeah, he might be out there. Might not. He said he wasn't sure. Aaron Rodgers is having a quote unquote dream Jets first or start despite minor calf injury. Yeah, I don't. I've, <laughs> I love Aaron Rodgers, dude. This guy is a this guy is a walking soundbite. Um, well, yeah, I guess a dream, a dream start. What have they done? What, it's not like they've had actual practices. Like they've, uh, what have they had? OTAs, maybe? Like that's it. Um, I don't know how you can have a dream start when you're only like a month and a half into it and you haven't really done anything. So I, that was, I don't know. It's it's Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. I'm a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers, so. 
it uh it is what it is jets right now are still the second favorite to win that division uh the lakers are hoping lebron james decides to continue his career yeah, dude, he, he made some comments that are having a lot of people question if Le, if LeBron's going to retire this year. And, and even more concerning from a Hawks standpoint, the Lakers are apparently going to try to trade for Trey Young. Uh, I don't know what in the world the Lakers could even possibly yeah. come close did to offering. S- did you see the offer? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Matt Chernoff had a last night. He tweeted out. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. So, like Lakers, according to this, Lakers would receive Trey, Hawks would okay. receive Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba, a twenty twenty three number seventeenth overall pick, and a twenty twenty nine first round pick. Uh, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> hell no, absolutely not even close. Uh, no, no, that's that's a uh, you're you're trading three guys who are at best role players on a team, and then for two draft picks who might not even play in the league ever. Uh, no, no, that is that would be full tank rebuild mode right there if that happened, and uh, that would that would you know. I don't know. That's par for the course for the Hawks for making stupid trades. Uh, but yeah, that's that, that's a no for me, dog. Right off the bat, absolutely not. I want no part of that. Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse are in the final four to interview for the Suns job. That'll be interesting, man. The Suns got a lot of talent. Uh, it, we don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. He's an unrestricted free agent, so he might go somewhere else. Um, but that should be a uh, that should be a team that coming back next year should be one of the favorites in the Western Conference Final. So I'll, it'll be interesting to see who gets that. It'll be interesting to see who gets that job and who gets the Sixers job, man. You would have to think uh, uh, Coach Bud would be up for one of these openings as well. Yeah. And then finally today in 1935, the first Major League Baseball game happened in Cincinnati. Reds win two two to one against Philadelphia. Our good friend Coach Jetmore was the first base umpire for that game. It's pretty cool. He's told me about it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, You got anything else for us? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a hump day. It's a hump day, thank God. For for Bryce Barling, I am Billy Lindahl. We will talk to you all tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake the